If you like this podcast, you're going to really like McClanahan Academy. Head over to McClanahanAcademy.com. That's McClanahanAcademy.com. Enroll. It's free of charge. You get a free class, 10 Myths of American History. When you do enroll, I've got nearly 20 classes there available for purchase. Go to McClanahanAcademy.com. Enroll today and get a real history education. The Brian McClanahan Show, episode 498. It's time to think locally and act locally. Welcome to the Brian McClanahan Show. Welcome back to the Brian McClanahan Show. Glad to have you back on the program. Very glad to be here. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, like my Facebook page, and subscribe to my YouTube page where you can watch this podcast. You can find all those social media accounts on my webpage. It's brianmcclanahan.com, B-R-I-O-N, mcclanahan.com. While you're there, give me an email address. I'll give you a free ebook, Forgotten Founders, and a free audiobook of the same title read by yours truly. You can support the show by going to mclanahanacademy.com. Always free to enroll. You get that free class when you do enroll, but you can purchase one of my courses there. I've got a new course out, Originalist Papers Part 4, plus a lot of other great stuff. It is a win-win. You get a great class. You keep this podcast going when you purchase those classes or 12 and, of course, you help support the show. You can also go to Learn True, T-R-U-E, LearnTrueHistory.com. That's my affiliate link for Tom Woods Liberty Classroom. I teach with Tom and a whole lot of other great instructors. Click on that support tab at BrianMcClanahan.com. Get your book plate for one of my books, my autograph on one of my books. Of course, you can purchase one of those as well. Tom DiLorenzo graciously reviewed my Jeffersonian tradition this past week at LewRockwell.com. But I've got many other books. Uh, you can also make a donation you can click on that shop tab at brianmcclanahan.com, get my logo and all kinds of cool stuff. Lots of great ways to support the show. And as always, rate the podcast wherever you get podcasts, share it around on social media, let people know you're thinking locally and acting locally. That's how we grow the audience. That's how we make an impact. And this is a Think Locally, Act Locally episode. We're going to start the week with some politics and some contemporary politics. Got a great week. Welcome to the week. Got a great week coming up at the Brian McClanahan Show. We've got that. We're going to talk about Afghanistan again because, of course, that's in the news. But it's more in line with foreign policy. These first two episodes this week are listener-generated episodes. And then I've got a couple of episodes that I think you'll find interesting. One is on uh, what the founders intended, which, of course, will play into my Originalist Papers course. And the last is an episode on propaganda and um how that was used in the reconciliation period or um, the post-Civil War period, right? So uh, that's going to be an interesting episode. And that was also sent to me by someone. So we've got basically three listener-generated episodes this week. Send your suggestions. I'd like to see them. So let's start with what's going on now with the Biden administration, federalism, what we're seeing with pressure being applied from the central government to the states in a couple of different ways. And I'm going to focus on two issues. One, of course, is Governor DeSantis in Florida and the uh, resistance to masking laws from some of the school districts, which DeSantis has said are illegal. The state, the, the schools cannot force students to mask up. And then the other is a Missouri law, which essentially creates a sanctuary state for the Second Amendment. They won't enforce any unconstitutional federal gun control laws, which is really good. In fact, what they're basing that on is a non-commandeering principle, which is completely legal, right? So I'm going to talk about this, but I'm going to talk about it in a way that throws 
the the direction of the argument back on the Biden administration because they're the ones threatening legal action against these states. And legal scholars, this is the thing, legal scholars have come out and said these things are unconstitutional because of the supremacy clause. Well, that's just a bad argument. So let's start with the Missouri situation because uh, this is uh, interesting. This is from the Washington Times uh, August 18th, feds warn Missouri, your new law protecting gun owners is unconstitutional. The Biden Justice Department is warning Missouri lawmakers that the state's new gun law is unconstitutional. The department on Wednesday filed a statement of interest in a court case challenging the law known as the Second Amendment Preservation Act, which bars state and local officials from enforcing any laws or actions that violate Missouri's Second Amendment rights. In his 27-page filing, the DOJ argues that the law appears to be an attempt by the state to supersede federal laws. Now, first of all, let's just take this, and, and I've got two things to talk about, but so I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this, but let's just take the first part of this. The court has already ruled twice that state law enforcement officials do not have to be forced to uphold federal laws. They can't be commandeered, which means that the federal government can't say, because we pass a federal gun control law, the state has to enforce the law with state resources. Now, if the feds want to come into the state and enforce the law with the ATF or whatever else they're going to send in, well, that becomes a whole other situation. Now, uh, of course, I would say that any federal gun control laws are unconstitutional because it violates the Second Amendment. The any type, Anytime you disarm the militia, you're violating the Second Amendment to the U.S. Constitution anytime the federal government does. Now, the states can do that all day as long as it doesn't violate the state constitution. But the issue here, of course, is commandeering because the act says state and local officials you will not enforce any laws or actions that violate Missouri's Second Amendment rights. So eventually, essentially, the state police, state law enforcement, are not going to go around and round up people's firearms or arrest people for violating federal firearms laws. They won't do it. Now, if the ATF wants to go in and bang on every door in the state of Missouri, well, I mean, there's, even though that's, to me, unconstitutional, but uh, there's, unless the state wants to take more severe action, that's not something the law is going to stop. But we know that if the state will not enforce these federal firearm laws, the federal government will not have enough resources to do it. And if every state did this, you'd think of how small the ATF actually is in the United States. They wouldn't have the resources to go around and bang on doors and ensure that everyone's complying with federal gun control laws. Now, where they do have control, of course, is over your gun shops and things like that. And so that's going to create a whole other monster. But the state doesn't have, will not use resources to do it. But the reasoning the Biden administration gives is just awful. The statement says it purports to nullify certain federal firearm laws, prohibits enforcement of those federal firearm laws, and imposes civil monetary penalties on political subdivisions and state law enforcement agencies that enforce or assist in the enforcement of those federal firearm laws, the department said. Officials say it amounts to a violation of the Constitution's supremacy clause, which bans states from nullifying federal laws. Well, it didn't nullify the law. It just said that state law enforcement is not going to be used to enforce it. It didn't nullify the law. It didn't say that law is unconstitutional in our state. Send in the feds if you want to try to enforce these things. But you know what? 
you're not going to have the resources to do it. Now, uh, you, I mean, I think nullification would be better here, but uh, the United States government only has the powers under the Constitution that are made in pursuance thereof. And of course, if the law is not made in pursuance thereof, which even Alexander Hamilton said, then the law is unconstitutional. That's the whole point. Missouri Governor Mike Parson, a Republican, signed the bill into law on June 14th. He said it shows his commitment to reject any attempt by the federal government to circumvent the fundamental right Missourians have to keep and bear arms to protect themselves and their property. The governor said the law puts those in Washington, D.C. on notice that here in Missouri we support responsible, law-abiding gun owners and that we oppose government overreach and any unlawful efforts to limit our access to firearms. Anyone who knowingly violates the state law according to the statute could be subject to a $50,000 fine. Now, this would be law enforcement. If they enforce federal gun control laws, they would face the fine. But it doesn't say, from my understanding of this, that if the ATF does this, well, they would be fined for it. It's state. If you read, if you read the law, it imposes civil monetary penalties on political subdivisions and state law enforcement agencies that enforce or assist in the enforcement of those federal firearm laws. So you're talking about state enforcement of federal law. Well, again, law enforcement, according to the U.S. Supreme Court at the state level, cannot be commandeered to enforce federal law. It can't. There's no legal power to do it. None. This is has been known for a long period of time, since the middle of the 19th century. Okay, so that's how old that is. So the Biden administration is simply blowing smoke here because there's no way they win this. There's no way. And they shouldn't win this. Now, again, the Missouri law could be stronger and say that the federal law is unconstitutional entirely. Um, and that, I mean, you can't even have feds come in to enforce them. Now, that would be a stronger situation. And that would also potentially lead to a, a, a problem if the ATF or some other federal agency does come in to try to enforce the laws. How do you block that? I mean, that's, that's where you get down to some of, the, some of the much more difficult situations. It is set to go into effect later this month, but the GOJ claims that the new law is already impeding efforts to promote public safety by interfering with partnerships among law enforcement at the federal, state, and local levels. Well, there's no partnership of federal law enforcement with the states. The federal government doesn't create partnerships. I mean, th this is a complete destruction of federalism. It was, it was always argued there were separate spheres here. And, of course, you can make an argument that even federal law enforcement is unconstitutional. Among other things, the new law prohibits the local law enforcement from participating in federal task forces and purports to ban local police from enforcing federal gun laws. Well, of course, because they don't have to. That has been litigated by the Supreme Court and decided. It, it's in front of the Supreme Court and decided by the Supreme Court. I mean, this is known. If every state in the United States did this, the federal government would have no teeth to enforce just about anything. They couldn't do it because they don't have the resources. So what they would have to do is hire a whole bunch of police. Now, you see what's happening, though. The United States Congress is opening capital police departments all around, well, at least in Florida, and I think in California they've done it as well. They're opening Capitol Police Departments. The Capitol Police, the U.S. Capitol's not in Florida or California, but they're opening 
Capitol Police Department. So they're creating the Praetorian Guard. This is what they're doing. Well, I mean, again, if they're not in Washington, D.C., then they're not really the Capitol Police, are they? Then there's something else, and so that creates an entirely new problem. The federal government officials say have strong interest in an injunction against the law, which they argue is necessary to preserve partnerships among law enforcement agencies at all levels. The federal government's just whining here because they know, they should know, they do know that this law is completely legal according to the Supreme Court. The statement was filed in a suit against the state brought by the city of St. Louis, St. Louis County, and Jackson County. It comes ahead of a hearing in the case scheduled for Thursday at the Cole County Circuit Court. Uh, well, the law is certainly constitutional. I don't think there's any way you could you could get around that. So that's the first part of this. We have the state of Missouri standing up to the federal government, the Biden department trying to come up with some legal rationale to say that law is unconstitutional. It's nullification. And of course, they'll find some legal scholars say, that's right, that's, that you can't do that, even though we know that the Supreme Court has already said, oh yeah, you can do that. It's called non-commandeering. And from what I understand, the Tenth Amendment Center people were were uh, helping uh, legislators uh, with uh, the historical background of this, so they could come up with a good law. Uh, and that's important, right? I mean, to to have the understanding. I mean, you're in the legislature in the state, and you say, okay, we want to come up with some way that we can use the powers of the state to resist these unconstitutional federal laws. Well. Here are some ways you can do it, and I think it's important to have that that historical understanding. So the next is, of course, from McClatchy. This was out um, uh, August 19th. Biden threatens legal action on masks in schools as feud as with DeSantis intensified. So Biden is threatening legal action against the state of Florida because the state of Florida has said you cannot force students to mask up in schools. Now, take us let's let's just remove the issue of masks whether they work or they don't work and all that kind of stuff. This is an issue of power. The state has complete control of the schools in that state. The general government does not, it never has, it never constitutionally has had that power. It's just something it's assumed to have, but it doesn't have that power at all. Now, where they think they get that power is the tentacles of funding. So you have the Department of Education, which is completely unconstitutional. But you've got the Department of Education, and that Department of Education pumps a lot of money into state and local schools from K-12 through up through colleges and universities. So what they do is they put mandates on things. If you want, they put strings attached. If you want this money, you'll do X, Y, and Z. And of course, the states will generally comply. So this is essentially what the Biden administration is going to try to do. Hey, if you want our money, then you're going to have to say that students are going to mask up. The DeSantis administration is saying, take a hike, right? I'll use nice language. Take a hike. Just take a hike. We're not going to do that. And then some schools in Florida have said, you know what, we're not going to abide by the state law that says you cannot force students to mask up. So the state, the state legislature, which controls the schools in the state of Florida, this is the little known, I mean, when I, when I ask which level of government has the most power of your lives, it's always the state and local government. So the state government is saying, you know what, you can't force schools to do this. Now, the local is saying we're going to mask up. Probably the best policy would be something that allows the local communities to make decisions on these things. 
But regardless, this does show the states have all the power in the entire system. They have the power of the central authority. Missouri shows that in many ways. And they have power over the local because Florida is showing that. I mean, this is, this is important, right? This is how federalism is supposed to work. This is how the original Constitution was sold to the states. And education and law enforcement were two things that were constantly, constantly uh, said that were under the purview of the states alone. It was, it was a constant argument in favor of the document. The, the states controlled their education system. The states controlled their uh, law enforcement. This is what states did. These are things that have always been state issues. But, of course, the Biden administration wants to work around that. President Joe Biden on Wednesday said his administration is prepared to take possible legal action against governors who try to prevent local school officials from imposing universal mask mandates, throwing yet another wrench into Governor Ron DeSantis' plans to sanction Florida school districts that require students to wear masks. It doesn't do anything like that. Now, of course, this is all going to go to the courts. And then Biden's comment, we're not going to sit by as governors try to block and intimidate educators protecting our children. Again, let's remove the argument, do masks work or masks not work? We'll remove all of that. Are they good or are they bad? Are they healthy or not? Let's remove all of that. And just look at this from a legal standpoint. The Biden administration has no leg to stand on here unless they're going to say that it's a funding issue. And even then, it should be challenged that the Department of Education is completely unconstitutional because according to the original Constitution, the United States government does not have the authority over education. It's not something that was delegated to the central authority. Somebody should just, Florida should just file a suit saying, you know what, we're going to sue you that the Department of Education is completely unconstitutional and let it go to the Supreme Court. Now we know what would happen there. I know exactly what would happen there. The Supreme Court would say it's constitutional. There's no, there's no doubt in my mind that would happen. Biden paired his statements with a new memorandum that directed the U.S. Department of Education to take additional measures to protect students returning to school, including exploring possible enforcement actions against governors who want to prevent schools from following federal guidelines. The Biden administration could intervene if governors threatened to withhold school board members' salaries, a threat DeSantis' administration has made. So, I mean, again... Here is the power, the Department of Education, to take additional measures to protect students returning to school. Now, the Department of Education can be very dangerous because it can override what people want to do in their communities. Now, again, take aside the, put aside the health impact. And I know it's hard to do. I'm looking at this completely legal. What, do, what action does the Biden administration actually have here? What authority do they actually have? Zero. None. They have no authority to do this, according to the original Constitution. And that's why it's important to understand that people like DeSantis and uh, the governor of Missouri and, and others in other states need to know these things. Because in reality, the emperor has no clothes. And I go back oftentimes to the Freeman essays. And if you take my originalist papers class... Uh, part one, actually, um, part one and part two, where I get into Tench Cox quite a bit. Uh, but the Freeman essays by Tench Cox, I think that's in part two. Uh, he gets into this. He says he has a long paragraph, and I, and I do the whole essay there, but he has a long paragraph in each one where he defines what the general government cannot do and what the states are required to do. And you want to know what falls under those, those things? Law enforcement, jails, 
education. I mean, these are things that were sold to the states that, hey, look, you still have control over all of this stuff. The general government has no control over these things. The general government is limited by the powers listed in the Constitution, by the powers delegated to the center in the Constitution. Those are the only powers the central authority has. And so if that's the case, show me in the Constitution where it says the general government has power over education. Show me in the Constitution where it says the general government can commandeer state and local resources to enforce federal law. It doesn't. It doesn't say that, doesn't say that at all. In fact, uh, the Supreme Court has even decided in that direction. So we've got two instances of the Biden administration completely overstepping its bounds with, uh, with federal law and abusing the intent of the Supremacy Clause in both cases. There's no legal authority for the Biden administration when it comes to education. There's no legal authority for the Biden administration when it comes to enforcing, or forcing, I should say, state and local resources to enforce federal gun control mandates. They can't. If the federal government wants to do it, fine. But see, they need the, the whole point is partnerships. They need the state and local law enforcement agencies to do it, because if they don't have them, guess what? The federal government cannot enforce federal gun control. They can't do it. There's no way possible. It does not have the resources. This is the great secret that Americans need to know. If it is, if the states just said, we're not going to enforce federal mandates with our local law enforcement, you're going to have to send in the federal police. Well, guess what? A lot of federal laws would not be enforced because who's going to do it? Who's going to do it? Now, if people believe in it, fine. But if the state says to, say, let's say it comes down to something like uh, an environmental law is a federal protection of wetlands. Well, who enforces that? Well, your state game wardens, generally. Your state environmental police, essentially. So if the state said you can't enforce those federal, we can have state protections of these things, but no more federal law is going to be enforced here. And that state law enforcement official arrests somebody based on a federal law. Not a state law, but a federal law. Well, then guess what? They've just violated the state, and they can be charged $50,000, whatever it is. I think they should make the penalty higher than that. $50,000 isn't enough. It should be higher. And so, therefore, they're not going to do it. They're just going to let it go. You can, you can do this for all kinds of things, right? So, I mean, if the federal government's overstepping its bounds, which it is, then the states need to withhold their support from federal I'm sorry, I'm sorry, from state and local law enforcement here, and that's how you turn this thing around. That's real thinking locally, acting locally. And uh, it's, uh, I'm, I'm happy to see that Missouri has done this. Florida needs to, DeSantis needs to stand his ground, and I think he's going to. I don't think DeSantis is going to buckle. The fact is he's made a, a very good name for himself in the last year or so, standing up to the federal government, and I think that's going to catapult him into the front-runner position for the Republican nomination in 2024, he's already acting like it. I mean, this is the thing. DeSantis is already acting like he is not just the governor of Florida, but he is the Republican nominee for president in 2024, and he's taking on Joe Biden. I think that is going to be to great benefit of Ron DeSantis if, if he can avoid some of the pitfalls that other people, I mean, this long out, we're still talking three years away, can he avoid some of the pitfalls that other governors have run into with that? You know, political scandal, the government, the federal government, the Democrat Party completely coming after you, trying to ruin your life. I mean, they're going to do it to him. 
Uh, so can he can he weather the storm? Essentially, that's going to be the key with Ron DeSantis. All right. So think locally, act locally to start the week. Hope you enjoyed it. I will see you next time on the Brian McClanahan Show. See you then.